into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome back to the Grim After Show here at After Buzz TV. We're talking, we're kidding. It's very ice to see you all. Yeah, yeah, I'm bringing out all Schwarzenegger level ice jokes tonight because we are talking. Hibernaculum here on Grim at AfterBuzz. Guys, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to this and all the AfterBuzz TV shows that you watch and enjoy at youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. You can also join us on iTunes, SoundCloud, all these fabulous places, and be sure to tweet at us throughout the show, throughout the week, using the hashtag ABTVGrim. You can tweet at me directly at ThatZachWilson. And you could find me at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. That's Tari. He didn't introduce himself. Oh. Hi, I'm Tari J. Miller. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yell Teagle. <laughs> Yell Teagle. You can tweet at me at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And throwing some confusion into the mix, Uh-oh. Dylan Chance is here. Along with Tari. And Tari is also here. One of them is not real. Which one of them is real? Follow Dylan. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> At Dylan Chance. And or judge at for Tari. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're leaving secret we're Twitter gonna, clues. We're going to be putting both of their Twitter feeds through a Turing test yeah. to see which one is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's jump into this episode. Um, first, first reactions, guys. What did you think? I had a lot of issues. Me too. Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, Although, sorry, it's so much better than last yes. week's. Rapey episode. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're on the same page here. Because yeah. last week I was not having a good time. This yeah. week it was a little bit better. Yeah. But I still had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Still had a lot of issues. Yeah. I don't know what happened. These last few weeks feel off. A like just bit. a little off. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they brought on a new writer. Maybe they're taking some. Well, no, I don't think there's. I mean, I know that. Um, I think a few weeks ago an assistant got a, a script, but it was actually an episode that we liked. Yeah. Um, but. I I don't think it's like a different writer or anything like that. I think what what it is is that we're we're on the seventeenth episode yeah. of the season. We have that means we have five more episodes to go. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yes, we have t- five more episodes. <laughs> Thank you. We have five more episodes left this season, and that's just an. It's not quite enough to like have a whole arc just within that, mm. but it's not enough to like st- like start something new right. either. So I think there's a little bit of wheel spinning okay. going on right now, and I think that's what you're, you guys are sort of sensing, and that's why the Vessen of the Week have been sort of leaned on a little bit heavier in the last couple episodes. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, I mean, I think we've gotten used to a lot of mythos-heavy episodes, and now they're like, well, let's try to squeeze in a procedural, and it's just not working as well. 
I yeah. mean, because it, for a while, even the, the villain of the week would still kind of tie into what's going on in the storyline. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, here's our storyline, trickle, 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 and here's this thing that you kind of care about. Yeah, last week, um, it at least like had a nice parallel effect. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, we said that the last two, epi- two episodes until this one have kind of been parallel to what we're dealing with um, mm-hmm. with Juliet, and I think that this one also is trying to play into that, but um, I'm not sure that it did. If that makes sense. Well, she was pretty cold this week. Oh. No. No. Yeah. Not, not encouraging these. I mean, I like them, but I'm not encouraging them. Uh, uh, we have a theory from the from the chat roll that Dylan is a Cylon. <laughs> uh, um, is he? Well, no, uh, see, I, I, but I, I think you guys are right. I think there's a little bit of wheel spinning. Like, why didn't we just go to Monroe and Rosalie with Juliet's Hex and Beast thing right. immediately? Mm-hmm. We go to them with every other Vesson problem. Right. Yeah. Um, remember how two weeks ago, um, Rosalie was the first person to figure out how to neutralize a type of Vesson that has wreaked havoc just by being touched yeah. for yes. hundreds of years? Right. Um, maybe they might have some tricks up their sleeve. It just doesn't make sense. We we always go to them. They are our problem solvers. Mm-hmm. And this time we were like, nope, let's go to an outside source. Oh, she says that this can't be fixed. Must she be must true. know. Yeah, she must know what she's talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say that Nick always goes to them, whereas Juliet kind of they're they're all friends, but I mean they're more of Nick's friends and like I don't think they've ever had to deal with this level of complication. That's true. Juliet does teen, uh, tend to go outside of Monroe and Rosalie. Like, she's gone to Renard for help before. And she's also gone to that... Remember that Spanish-speaking lady she went to that one time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she met her through a case. Yeah, but she went outside of her way to go, like, learn stuff from her. She went... When mm. she had a problem, she went to Renard when she... Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it's sort of like that... Like, whenever you're... Like, when you meet somebody, like, early on in a relationship, and mm. it's just like... But one of you met them before the other person. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, who are you more loyal to as a friend if there's like a schism like this yeah. where yeah. there's really not a way you can be on both sides? Right. So maybe she thinks of them as more of Nick's friends. Well, maybe, I'm going to say something mean, maybe she should get some friends of her own. <laughs> Damn. Right? Like she, all she has are Nick's people. What if she's a very introverted person that doesn't make friends easily? Yeah. Not anymore. Well, <laughs> now, now she's really scared. I mean, yeah. Now she she's stopped. not going to have any friends. <laughs> she stopped going to work. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no one else that she could... <laughs> I feel like, no, we saw her in the last five episodes. No. Definitely. Wrong. In the chat roll, or on Twitter, back me up. She was definitely (laughs) at her vet's office taking care of a dog, which was actually Bitsy Tullock's real-life dog, within the last, like, five episodes. Yeah, I think so, because I, was she a Hex and Beast at that time? I don't remember. Yeah. Because I, mean, I think I remember wondering why that dog didn't season. freak out at her. Right. Remember earlier the cat when she had some weird right. stuff going the cat freaked out at her? Yeah. I think you guys are wrong. <laughs> I think you're wrong. <laughs> right. Because she's been a this whole second half of the season. They right. said you're right, you know. Well, that's just, no offense, that's just Boo 6 diabetes, and she <laughs> always thinks I'm right, even when I'm wrong. <laughs> no offense, Boo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we're... 
we're getting some good stuff here. We're, it's it's intriguing. At least we're we're moving it forward mm-hmm. with that. Um, but I am ready for them to just like get all the consequences out in the open. Which consequences? So, oh, of, of Nick and Juliet. Uh, here's one of my complaints when she came out as the Hex and Beast to them. Everyone leaves. I think the only person still standing in there was Hank. <laughs> and Rosalie <laughs> yep, turns around and goes, She's a freaking accident! No, oh I think Hank, 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 Hank had left. Hank, Hank had left. Uh, no, everybody leaves. And I think that moment to me, I if you reverse engineer it and I like think about like how the script was written out, yeah. I'm like, that's a great moment. Of like everybody leaves and she collects. She's like, wait, what what just happened? What WTF is going on right now. <laughs> and then she's just like, she's a freaking hexen beast. But it was a little cheesy on yeah, screen. Yeah. <laughs> just the way that like they zoom in. It was like a cartoon. <laughs> it would have been great had she yelled it at someone. Yeah, that's why I thought... I- I didn't see Hank leave, so I thought she was yelling at Hank. And I'm like, she barely knows Hank. To be yelling at him like that. It would have been funny if she, not even before anybody even moved, it just happens and she just turns to Nick. She's a freaking hexen beast. Yeah. That was awesome. right here. Um, I okay. So last week I had a theory about are we Julietting. Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So last week I had a theory about Juliet that the hexen beast thing is what's making her kind of a. a a bee for yes. a yeah. an ice witch would you say Ooh. sure um, <laughs> and so I um, stand by that even more firmly this episode oh yes. I think they're, yeah. they're making it pretty clear that that's yeah. what's going because on because when she so when she tried to kill Adeline right she like was super <sighs> right hex and beastie and yeah. then as soon as she missed you could see her being like what am I doing yeah. and then when she goes to Monroe's Lee and she's like I'm losing myself. I need help. Right? We see Juliet there. And then as soon as she sees Nick, she's back into Hex and Beast. So I guess maybe it's a... Okay, two two possibilities. Yeah. It could be a pure defense mechanism thing. Like, whenever she begins to feel attacked, which anytime she's, like, discussing it with people, she mm-hmm. tends to, like, that obviously want it to go away. She feels threatened, and so the Hexen B side sort of comes out, similar to a Vogue, but mm. on a lesser scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder if it's literally as simple as having a Grim nearby is like almost like there, she can like feel like the hormones or pheromones mm. in the air of a Grim, and the Hexen B side goes, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Does that hold any water? I still think it's just the, uh, it's slowly changing her personality. And only, uh, like, every now and then she snaps out of it for a little bit. And like, oh, oh God, I gotta stop this. Okay, I'm angry again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would equate it to being, like, a drug addict. Like, she she has these powers, and it's it's bringing out a side of her that she didn't know existed. And, like, the moment that the high goes down, she's like, who am I? What am I? But, like, the moment someone's like, hey, you're a drug addict, then you get really defensive yeah. and don't know how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think, I mean, I, th- I still think that the Hex and Beast thing is making her a meaner person and changing her personality oh, yeah. as a in her human form, and I, I'm just wondering why no one has yet been like, 
something else is going on. Why is she acting so mean? You yeah. know? Because <laughs> even when she was going through other stuff, I've always feel like Juliet is more, um, she gets sad when she's upset as opposed to kind of an what aggressive. You, aggressive. Yes, yeah, the hex priest makes her aggressive. Yes, an ice mm-hmm. witch. Sure. <laughs> you know, so like there's never the been a good hex and beast? They're all evil. They're all angry. No, I mean, look at Renard's mom. Well, well she we talked still about this last kind week. Of like, none of them are like, none of them are Glinda the yeah, Good yes, Witch. Yes, well, I was about to right. say, where's yeah. Glinda the Good Witch? Where's the yeah, good hex and beast that rolls in and she's like, I'm not like the other hex and beast. I mean, Henrietta was all right. I'm a hex and like, I don't, but none of them are like. None of them are like good. Yeah. All of them are either kind. neutral or chaotic evil. No, I think they're all in a like. Mm, I don't know. Malicious. I'd say his mom was chaotic neutral. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay, I think they're they're they're. I don't think anyone's neutral. I think they're further, <laughs> at least a step over on the, um, not evil, but like malicious side. Right. Um, well, no, that's that's the, that's what Dylan I think is saying. I think the chaotic neutral they don't care. These are perfect. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're. they're do whatever it takes, like crazy means, mm-hmm. don't mind like going a little nuts, but they're not for the yeah. side of evil or good. Yeah. They're just like, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. We're using D and D classifications if that's I what's apologize. Throwing. Oh Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about yeah, a third yeah, yeah. of the audience is like it's like totally on board and the other two there's what the once you say that I'm like, oh okay, I get it. This is something I don't understand. Yeah, I had to like clarify. Thank I felt you. like we were getting that would to be that a territory. Fun role-playing game, a grim role-playing system. <laughs> I, I mean, you run it. into a Fuchs bow. Yeah, I'm in. Um, I'm so in. Roll guys. for friendship. <laughs> I will roll a twenty for more than friendship. Oh, wow. Ooh. You You're gonna have to do a charm check right there. Natural crit. <laughs> um, now that we've got off the nerd deep anyway, but at the top, I want to talk about what happens at the top of this episode with Juliet and I Renard. I also would like to. Talk because about what is happening? Like he—he's still dealing with, and this is again we're wheel spinning a little bit yeah, because we keep getting this like Renard. Okay, Renard's bleeding yeah, from the chest. I get it on a regular basis. <laughs> Whenever he seems to get stressed out, his bullet holes just bleed. Yeah. Um, Does that hurt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so will this. <laughs> so good. It's a, this is the creepiest exchange. Like, creepiest pre-sex exchange ever. <laughs> Don't it's a, judge uh, them. Vesson stigmata. <laughs> I just want his mom to be like, I don't know what you're going through, but you need to calm down because I keep bleeding out of nowhere. Yeah, I wonder if she's doing it too. They're connected, right? They got the whole dragon heart thing going on. <laughs> that's a us that's, theory. Yeah, not that's what all. we believe. Yeah. We don't know if it's true. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, and we, we get that moment with the arms, and I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. What? Um, when he's in the he's in the mirror, he starts bleeding, and oh. then he turns around and like basically oh, his yeah, face that. starts opening up, and yeah. arms reach out. Like he's going to heaven, and all of a sudden it's hell. Yeah, hold on. Before <laughs> yeah. we get into that, because we will, um, let's let's wrap up with Juliet. Wait, we have a question Be- from Nikki S. Are we certain that Renard slept with Juliet? And that's a fair question. That is a fair question. Um, I think it was implied. I'd like to say yes. I, I um, mean, but that's just because I would like to say right. Yes, you, I she don't just know. likes to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said that. Shut up. I think from the from what we got, we what we saw was let's break it down. Yeah. We saw Juliet 
like trying to put the moves on Renard. She takes her shirt off, and then they make that creepy exchange of "Does that hurt?" (laughs) So will this. (laughs) Um, And then they start kissing. He he and then he wakes up in bed, and we don't see her. Right. Um, Fair fair point. But I just want to say that she comes on to him, and he reciprocates. Right. They just kissed you guys. <laughs> and then held hands yes. through the night. Yes, uh, cuddled. If anything, he he made out with her just to de- to delay her from trying to kill Adeline. Yes, yes. It was all a tactical thing. <laughs> okay. He kissed her a little bit. They cuddled, and they you know went to bed. It was a nice night. I think I think it's fair to assume they slept together, but the the show could. Like, reveal that they didn't. Right. They definitely want us to think that they slept together. Yeah. Right. Nikki S. says, I hope they didn't sleep together. That would be a very stupid act by Renard against Nick as a friend and a boss. Yeah. yeah but have you yeah. seen Busy Talk? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Fair point. Juliet. I don't necessarily happy. consider him Nick's friend. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. More as boss, yes. A colleague. But also, he kind of has to keep. It's one of those keep your friends close, but your enemies right. closer kind yeah. of deals. But I've I mean, put them like more closer to friends recently. Like, yes, you're right. For the first season, even the second, like they were a, like against each other, and then like reluctant partners. Right. But lately, they, I think they're more than like work acquaintances. They're. They I would, I would I disagree. Qualify them as I mean, I think it goes a little bit further than just work acquaintance, but I still think Renard has to do what Renard has to do for himself. Right. And he will keep keep Nick there as close as he can to make sure he isn't enemies with him, but yeah. also right. he's not going to go out of his way, I think, to... He's a, right. He's a work friend. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, but I mean, that's not true. The the time, like, just when he got shot, he was going to help Nick. Right, but that's. I think that's that because he, him yeah, because well. he has to keep yeah. Nick safe. Yeah, so Nick is. I mean, yeah, Nick is him. his tool. He yeah. is his sword, if you will. I mean, if he was really Nick's friend, <laughs> uh, if he was really Nick's friend, he would have at least told him that Juliet was staying at his house. Yeah, yeah. that's a friend thing to do. You call up a guy and be like, "Hey." This is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll concede that point. Um, but so, yeah. So then Renard from there is going on some trippy, trippy stuff. Ryan Brando says they're allies. Right. I would say they're more than that. I mean, they're like, Sorry, not, not to, to uh, derail this, yeah. but they're like... Goku and Vegeta from Dragon nice. Ball Z. Yes. They started Perfect out example. as enemies. And then they both, like, they'll both fight mutual enemies. Yes. yes. Uh, they're not necessarily friends. They're yes. not necessarily enemies anymore. Mm-hmm. But they all, they're always working towards the same cause. Yes. And if anyone ever threatens Goku, Vegeta will kick his ass. And you yes. know why? Because Vegeta wants to threaten Goku. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he's not. I'll tell you this. I just feel so not nerdy enough on this panel. <laughs> it's a very rare thing for you. Yeah. Though. Um, the only one wearing a superhero <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I mean, excuse well, me. Have I have shirt. a. Yeah, and I am wearing a uh, coin know. of Xanthos. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. How do you think I managed to keep people watching this show? <laughs> Grim. Um, They're like Grim of Thrones. Uh, Frenemies? Teammates? These Frenemies. Are Frenemies. <laughs> but they're not really enemies. Hmm. 
No. I, I really think they're work acquaintances. Yeah, they're work right. friends. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. I would not. love to delve more into <laughs> the insanity of the hands coming out of the sky yes. wall thing. Yeah. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> well, it, my first thing was it looked like he thought like, oh, the light, oh, I'm going to heaven, oh, but then like these crazy demon hands came out. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not heaven, that is hell. Right. Well, I, that's what it seemed like. He had mentioned that like there's a price to pay for mm-hmm. like what brought him back, and so like I assume that <laughs> when he was dying or like comatose or whatever, he was on the other side, and now they want him back, mm-hmm. and so like he's seeing that manifested before his eyes. I mean, because uh, Zauber Beasts and Hexen Beasts, they do magic. They're associated with magic. So it's not a stretch to think that they're kind of in tune with the nether realm, oh, if like that exists in this plane. world. Yeah. Ooh, cool. See, that's that's the thing. Like, my big question after seeing that is, like, is that just, like, him tripping out? Or is this an implication that there are beasts that like are more oh than God. what we see on this world that would like be so cool. is the, uh, is grim going to start playing with the idea of other realms yes. we got I, um, some theories astral vessel <laughs> we got um, that the hands are dimensional <laughs> they are hex and beast ancestors like the people who've gone through near death um, saying they've been met by family members maybe could be Renard's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody says grandma just wanted a hug. <laughs> Thank you, James. Um, yeah. I think that if if they were opening up the door for uh, other realms and like an astral dimension, it would be a great way to kind of segue into what the keys do, and that maybe Ooh. they open the door oh. to these other realms and they'll allow like maybe the original Vessen to come through. Like a right. crazy turn. That's like, interesting. I really hope that we are not going there. I'll come be on. Honest. Like, Grim needs a hell mouth. Yeah. Yes. Like that was fine. It worked on Buffy. It was great on Buffy. Don't do it for Grim. Grim is a slightly more grounded show. <laughs> but that would explain is all it? the crazy like super Vessen like the volcano guy and you know look, the ones that don't have they don't make any sense grounded in reality, you know what right. I mean? Like the the guys that aren't humans. And well, then turn no, in- but you could just like I mean, there are mystical forces at work, and I can buy those and expand on them. But as soon as you add other dimensions yeah, to the puzzle, crazy. It, it starts to make the, it. It takes the show that has been somewhat contained, even as we like travel with like worldwide conspiracies, it still feels contained when you compare it to something like Buffy or Angel yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're going to different dimensions and there's like the devil of this other dimension is like coming here because he wants to take over the world. I don't know that that was actually yeah. a specific plotline, but <laughs> right. it feel, that's what it always felt right. like with Buffy. Well, but I, I personally would enjoy that because right now yeah, we spent would. four yeah. seasons yeah, yeah, yeah. in Portland. <laughs> Everything always comes back to Portland. So to have this other layer of there's another, there's another dimension. This is what the Royals are protecting. This is like, it like expands the world so much. <gasps> Whereas like right now I feel like we are living in this small town and like we're never going to go beyond that unless we introduce something that's yes. world changing but see that's the sorry um just while we're still on this that's what i don't like is like you don't need to blow the world out the world is fine the world is, of this show is crazy enough already 
the characters are why I watch Grimm and why I love Grimm. The characters are fun and they have room to grow and there's so many characters in play right now that mm-hmm. there's great opportunities to tell good stories without adding an insane other dimension to what the world. If- that's a spinoff, and they give it to Trouble. And now Trouble's the new Buffy, and it's awesome. <laughs> All right, calm down. Oh, sorry. I got a little excited. Okay. Trouble in the nether realm. Yes! <laughs> Astral Grim. Trouble at the Hellmouth. What? Yeah. Oh, man. I like that so much more than Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> I know. Trouble in Paradise is out. Yeah. Trouble at the Hellmouth. <laughs> Trouble in Sunnydale. <laughs> No, hell mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there's a lot else going on in this episode because, like, hopefully, we'll get some more answers as we go forward in the season mm-hmm. um, with regards to Renard's trippy daydream and uh, just where how yeah. Juliet's uh, physiology is working with the hex and beast stuff. Um, but let's. Um, before we jump into the, the vest in the week, because honestly, it doesn't like play too deeply into the whole rest of the story of this episode. Uh, let's talk about Adeline and Kenneth. Let's talk about Adeline's dress for a second. <laughs> I love that the dress... First off, that they're like, she is very pregnant, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but also that she's like, this dress is too small and it doesn't fit. And then she continues to wear it the whole episode. <laughs> and then when you see it, you're like, yeah, girl, that is really short. Like, we can almost see everything. We can see yeah. the baby. <laughs> that dress is so short. That was my favorite part. Nobody had, like, a pair of sweatpants that they could lend her like, or anything. Give her some boxers, at least. Like, at least those would be longer. It wouldn't go with the outfit. Valid <laughs> <laughs> okay. concern. Yeah. Uh, she's a very fashionable lady. That's why she's wearing the dress. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so as we open up, on, when we come back and we uh, catch up with Kenneth, he's like, they have like Nick and his mom have to be talking. Like even if, like he's like, I totally buy that they don't know where she is. That's a smart move. Of course they don't know. Yeah, that's like escaping the world one hundred and one. Don't oh. tell anyone where you've gone. Yeah, last time you said he was your complaint with him was that he was too young, right? Yes, I think I'm starting to agree with you. I was. They showed him more this time, I think, and I was staring at him. And I'm like, he does seem a little too young. <laughs> maybe if he just grew like a beard, yeah, or maybe just some facial, like a little stubble, right? It would make him give give him a couple years. He really. He, he just looks face. like yeah. He looks like a baby. He has a little baby I, face. I could buy that, but like, I gotta be honest. Like, the more time we spend with him, the more I like this character. Oh, I agree. I mean, I said it last week that I, although he looks so young, he at least um, is getting stuff. Yes, he does like, get stuff. Done. He got so much done in an episode and a half. You know? Yeah. So, yes, grow facial hair. Yeah. That's my suggestion. <laughs> but but, but I, I guess he is a prince. I don't know. Can they, 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 can gotta, they gotta be clean all the time. Victor right. had facial hair? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that he is actually driving story. Like, he is at least, as a in, within the world, he's trying to do things, to move things forward. Mm-hmm. And like, as a character, he's like, okay, this character is going to move things along. Like, where Victor was like, we're going to wait until Kelly Burkhardt shows up. <laughs> Kenneth's like, hell no. We're going to find her. I want you to hack his email, and we're going to track this grim, this mother Ooh, grim. If they, hack his email, <laughs> if they hack his email, they're going to find trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah uh, they, will. they will find her. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was so good. I know. <laughs> 
man. Um, um, I did like in that scene, just another highlight, was um, when Adeline just like, I can get clothes by myself. I know you can, but you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. like he's such a snarky. And who's, who's the guy that they sent with me? I feel like Adeline could just kill that guy. Yeah, he just seemed like like a red shirt. Like I feel like <laughs> Adeline could have easily killed that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's effectively a red shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But if she did, I mean, he would come after her, and he's uh, oh, yeah, a and force to be reckoned with. Yeah, because yeah. they're not going to kill her unless she keeps shouting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess you're right. She wasn't scared of that guy. She's still scared of the prince. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nikki S. <laughs> has a theory that Kenneth is half royal and half grim. What? Why? I could. I, I mean, don't know. I would um, agree with that. I mean, I'm assuming it's because, uh, because Nikki of- S. also thinks that he has some magical powers where he got his strength. Oh, Listen, from last week? Nikki I think S. he's just a really strong guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you see that body? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I feel like the royals have to have something. There has to well, be something. We were talking about that a little special. bit last yeah, yeah, week. Yeah. That, like, there's, we still don't know exactly what it is that's special about the royals. And like, I'm kind of hoping that by the end of season four, yeah, we, we get some answers on that. Yeah, I don't. Why hasn't happened. anyone like they know the royals are working against them? Why hasn't any of them go? What's so special about the royals? <laughs> For the same reason, Nick never went. How do you know McGrim? Yeah, that's why. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, and even if they did, they could be like, they just are. Okay. <laughs> Which I, I'll They're connected, you, they got a lot of money. Yeah. Um, when we, sorry to go way back, um, the conversation with uh, Juliet and when they were like, Nick, can't you fix it? And he was like, no, I can't fix it. Like, just like you did with uh, Adeline? No. I was like, great, reminding the audience, we've established this, guys. It cannot be fixed this way. Yeah. You're welcome. We're just reminding you. I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps to, to acknowledge the, the, the little, yeah. like, insanity that you have to ignore. Yeah. Um, all right. So, before we jump back into the... The, wor- the the story of the Varmata- Varmative yeah. and all that. Uh, we want to let's take a quick moment and let's just talk, let's do some iTunes shout outs, you guys. Yay. Sweet. Um, thank you everyone for joining us every week that you listen to us. It really is a treat. It means a lot. And if you want to help out, help us here at AfterBuzz TV. The best thing that you can do is go onto iTunes, go onto YouTube. If you're on YouTube, here's the little thumbs up. It's just that button that's like right there. It's really easy to use. And then you can go onto iTunes and hit us with a rating. The rating takes half a minute to do. Maybe a full minute if you actually wanted to write something nice, which I hope that you do. Um, but yeah, hit us with a rating, hit us with a review, and if you do, you get a shout out. Yay! <laughs> shout out! Do we have any shout-outs yet? Am I doing the shout-outs? <laughs> I don't have a computer. <laughs> I apologize. I will I will pull those up now. I want to give a shout-out to everyone who watches this show. I don't know your name uh, personally, but you're awesome. You're amazing. Uh, thank you for commenting and tweeting and, you know, just your general love. Uh, it's pretty great, guys. It, it makes my week. It makes Zach's week. It makes Dylan's week. It also makes Yell's week. Uh, she won't tell you because she doesn't like showing emotion. So I'm telling you for her. Uh, okay. 
This is going to take me a while. Why don't we wait? Shout out to Meisner. I'd like to give him a shout out. Shout out to Trouble. Shout out to Boo69B for always being there. Meisner Watch 2015. Nothing to report this week. Thanks, On behalf of Yell. But yeah, thank you in the in the chat roll. Nick Yes, James Friend, Boo69B, everyone that's in there. Um, I can't find you all. Lydia Sabreros. Ryan's joined us. Ryan. (laughs) uh, All you guys. um, Thank you for watching live. And if you haven't done so in the past, you can do that uh, at YouTube.com on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, specific time. We're in um, California. Uh, technically, we're in daylight time, but uh, just uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so um, let's wrecked. get into uh, the the varmative. Um What do you guys think of the like? Like, I know we talked about a little bit. Like, maybe we could use a little less vaccine of the week. But as far as our procedurals go, how do you guys feel about this one? Okay, so I liked the vessin. I liked the cold-blooded thing. I liked it's fun. I was like, okay, cool. He's snake messing. Like he's cold-blooded. That makes sense. Blah blah blah. I do not like how they froze over with like icicles and things. Like the people. <laughs> and I thought it's like okay, I get it. If you drain all their warmth and they're like freeze to death, but where did all the icicles come from and all that? It's when they were in the Grim book. And they were showing, they were finding all those creatures, and they like kind of hinted at like a Yeti uh, vessel. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. And they talked about him having a frost breath that froze people. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would make sense. If they were fighting this guy and he went around freezing people with his frost breath, ah, icicles and stuff, <laughs> that would make sense. But these guys just losing warmth, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's icicles everywhere. <laughs> Maybe it was their bodily fluids like leaking out of their orifices. And they're, but he did it. I don't know. I really like uh, that. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's an explanation. Like, I if guess you're, you could use if you're that. dying to death. I mean. Display, uh, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like osmosis and things. I mean, the water in your side of your body might be trying to escape based on your own, uh, like your own body heat, and it's like, well, there's, it's warmer out there. I'm going to shift towards that, yeah. and it permeates your own skin, and it's like, now I'm icicles because. Uh, okay, well, if they would have dressed that, <laughs> I would have liked it. As boring as that, I just made it sound. It, that would have been it does the show. Give it something. Um, I just no one ever questioned like. All the frozen stuff on them. They were just like, oh, yep, they froze. Right. Let it go. Um, Let it go. Uh, uh, I made one. <laughs> nice. Good job. Uh, this vessel to me felt like 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 the same uh, worm one a few weeks ago, where it felt like someone was reading about an animal and was like, I'm going to make this a vessel. And so it's like, yes, they are cold blooded. So like snakes, who if you put them in warm temp or cold temperatures, they will hibernate because of their blood and how mm-hmm. that works. And they also sleep in giant snake piles to keep warm, mm-hmm. etc. So I felt like that was how this vessel was created. Yeah, um, but, but the thing with that is like. There was a, fl- I don't know, there were flaws to this. Yes. Like, yes. And yeah, and that's what, that was my Because, issue. like, those snakes can just roll out into the sunlight or, like he said, getting some warm water or put yeah. a heater on. Right. But these guys, they were only affected by body wool. Yeah, and calling, <laughs> like, okay, and like, the, calling out, like, the, the, the question, like, why don't they just hibernate south for the winter? Yeah. Yeah. They said that doesn't they, work. But, uh, yeah, but they didn't really explain why. Because, yeah. like, then it's they. That's not how they work. But that but like, <laughs> they need body heat. They did explain. They but, other heat doesn't affect them. They well, need body yeah. Then why weren't they frozen in the car? Because they had each other. 
But it was, I guess it was steadily getting colder. So I think, yeah, I think because they had each other and then the car was working so right. they were moving, so it was I, fine. I think it, I think it's like, so they're, they're all running on a, like they have an internal body heat battery. Mm. And so they will say exchange body heat via hug. So they're a very friendly hugging people. So every day they meet people, they hug them, they take their body heat, fill their their bo- their uh batteries up. <laughs> Aww. Um they fill their batteries up. And so I think at the point that they were in the car, they were essentially still on what could be full battery but as they were leaving the car they were exposed to the uh the nature outside world which helped with which depleted their battery yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. or I, faster I, I imagine that all sound playing while they were sucking the blood out of people's throats <laughs> but see he, well here's my big my big issue with it is that like this fact like the way that this works like they can't migrate south mm-hmm. they have to hybrid in this a lot of the like things about these vests and have made sense mm-hmm. in like an overall like evolutionary right. reasoning. This doesn't ring true to me at yeah. all. Like it them freezing except for with from body heat. Like I understand that that's what they're saying is the reason. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't add up. That, no, there's no right. logic to that. And also, if that was the truth, why would it have mattered that the Air was the, like the air next to them was uh, cold in the or really warm in the basement. Like, right. Uh, any, any animal that needs to stay warm can stay warm from the weather as well as another yeah. creature. They only hibernate together in those giant snake piles, yeah. as you so eloquently described <laughs> it. I feel like um, they were like a weird mix between a vampire and a snake. Yeah, like they, yeah, it was, but, but like the vampire aspect didn't ring true. Right, it didn't. Right. Yeah. Um, the science, the, the science of this rim <laughs> vessel just didn't add up. Well, yeah. here's my here was my big issue. And why aren't with that. the other snake vessel cold blooded too? Yes, I had that thought, but beyond that, like my issue was at the end. Nick goes, "They're all innocent." But there's no way to prove that they're all innocent. There has to be another way that these people are getting their body warmth. Whether whether he knows it or not, they probably are also feeding on people. They just haven't found their bodies. Well, they made yeah. it seem like they didn't have to feed on people unless it was an emergency. Yeah, I mean, they said that, so in the winter, they get together and sleep in these piles. I feel like these see, brothers that, were troublemakers and they just took too long. Yeah. And they yeah. were late and then their car broke That's down. What I was but see that right there. If the if it doesn't help to migrate south for the winter, why do they only need to like steal people's body heat through murder when it turns to winter time? They could just if you move to the equator, then it would just be summer temperatures all year round. That's like telling people in California, if there are earthquakes, why do you live there? It's like the same thing. But like when they said that they can't no, okay. differ. We said on the show, <laughs> said, but the show said to murder someone when there's <laughs> yeah, we don't need earthquakes to live. <laughs> because the show yeah. said they can't migrate south, that doesn't work. Right. So I'm saying that I'm the, this is this is the issue that I that had is that there's even the, in the summertime the way, they should be having to huddle up together. Yeah. If, right. the, if that's right. the way it is, that's the way it is. Yeah. But that wasn't what the show presented, and well, that's just like, I'm used to Grim being better about those yeah. things. So I feel the need to call it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why did you write it this way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like the guy with the tattoos. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I have a theory. 
based on the snake people, and I've said it a few episodes now. Uh, if we go back to the guy with the video camera and now the dead ice bodies everywhere, and the fact that they've pointed out multiple times, like, how are we going to explain this one? I think we're straight up heading towards, you know, a new world of people becoming aware of Vessin and, like, that... Not to predict, but I predict next season is going to be all about the council dealing with people having to deal with. Um, Ooh, nice. Mm. See, that's what I was like. Where, how I was saying before, like, there's lots that you can do within this, this world, world that yeah. introducing something else insane that like is more fun and transforms the way that the show behaves yeah. with our characters. It'd be cool if we randomly saw like news or reports coming in from other towns of like. Werewolf on the loose in New York. Ah, what's going on? You know, right? <laughs> Stuff like that. But like, then we could even get like there'd be more Grimms like yeah. showing up because yeah. like it's all out in the open. They can have like Grim forums online. Like, we have and finally a digital a, version. Yeah, seriously, of- <laughs> we have a theory about the uh, hibernation. So maybe it's part of their nature that they only need. Uh, sorry, they need warmth more quickly when they're not in hibernating season. That's the theory. Okay. All right. Maybe Wait. it's part of their nature. They need more warmth more quickly when they're not in hibernation season. Okay. So, like, their batteries drain a little faster they outside build it up of the, throughout yeah. the hibernation year. season. That's yeah. what Nikki says. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, when it's not hibernation season, they don't need it as often. Yeah. They can get right. it through hugs and handshakes. But right. when hibernation season comes, it's like, oh, okay, I'm getting really, I gotta, yeah. we gotta go. Hibernacle. What do they call it? The hi- the hibernaculum. Oh, they're gonna go hibernaculating. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that what Monroe said? Yeah, <laughs> well, hibernaculating. It's basically an animal heat orgy. That was the best <laughs> description ever. I disagree. There was no orgy to be had. Look, here's you know what, what they I did saw. They got in that yeah, pile. here's yeah, what I were... saw. It was a pile of people in their underwear. Yeah. You're telling me you don't lie down next to a pile of almost naked people and something doesn't happen? I'm just saying, I expected an orgy. Why do you well, think it was so hot in there? Yeah. I mean, they were sleeping. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it gets really hot when you sleep. <laughs> there was me, a high really exchange of bodily heat. Uh huh. Yes. Tell me more, it's, guys. It gets hot when you do physical activity, too. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't your like body temperature jacks. go down when you sleep? <laughs> Isn't that normal? <laughs> I don't know. I have some reason. Your heart, <laughs> your heart slows down? Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that question, Dylan. Oh, okay. But either way, it was like an animal heat orgy. Sure. Because <laughs> the heat was going into and out of everybody at that party. Oh, <laughs> oh, that oh, nice. It's just heat. It's energy, you guys. There's nothing dirty about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, They're swapping heat between each other. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I have yeah. iTunes reviews if you're ready. Yeah, let's, uh, let, but, uh, before we talk, like, there's, well, let's, uh, let's talk about, okay. uh, the rest of this episode. Before we leave, before we get into predictions, those of you who want to hear about your iTunes shoutouts can hang around until You then. guys want to stick around because there's one that's great. Good. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> it's super negative. Um, wow. <laughs> About me. It's great. Oh, I'm okay. so excited. <laughs> All right. I'm glad you're excited. But um, you know who wasn't very excited this week was Monroe. Smooth. Yeah. Um, Monroe's having a rough time of it. He's got, like, PTSD. Yeah. I mean, he. Do- I mean, look, he went through a 
extremely traumatic experience. Yeah. Being kidnapped, like being told we're going to kill you by impaling you on this giant stick and then setting you on fire. Yeah. It was basically what he thought was about to happen, and he was just so lucky that it didn't. Yeah. Um, the Vessenrein was the, one of the worst experience of it, experiences of his life. Yeah. So uh, you can imagine that he would have a rough go of it. I mean, how, what do you guys think about Rosalie's reaction? Um, I thought that she handled it really well. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really tender and loving the way that she was like, I'm going to let him tell, tell me when he's ready, yeah. but I'm going to give him a nudge. Uh, and I'm also glad that they're addressing the fact that that was so traumatic because it's it, yeah it's like you said it's the worst thing that's happened to him so why would he just be like I'm gonna go back to normal life it's like no yeah stuff stuff affects you yeah I I feel like we should have been dealing with it sooner yeah I thought that this like the episode after yeah and when he was just all like, hey, wasn't that crazy time <laughs> I'm, I'm back to row. well he I think that he was triggered like. Uh, PTSD doesn't necessarily happen immediately, but sometimes something will spark a memory, and mm-hmm. then it be, like snowballs from there. That yeah. Clock, yeah, time. Oh yeah, time. that's what it was. It was time. <laughs> it was time that triggered it. Yeah, I mean, it just it's it's the thing that starts the process of like it wasn't just like the concept of time, the general concept of time, <laughs> but like he was time. thinking about how time. like we don't have a lot of time on this earth, and then that yeah. started connecting back to. Oh yeah, remember how I almost didn't have any time? Right. Yeah. And and just like whenever you're depressed or whenever you're like dealing with something really traumatic, even the littlest reference to whatever it is will force your brain like that way where you're like I don't want to think about that right now. I have other things to do. Right. But it like crawls in through a back door. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining something traumatic, trying to get through a doggy door, and yeah. it's like stuck halfway. Trauma, Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Remember me. Uh, okay. All right. Um, well, do you guys have any other thoughts on this episode? No. No. <laughs> um, all right. Well, one last thing I want to I want to talk about because we Yell and I were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, off air okay. was just because um, a number of weeks ago when we thought well, we were going to lose Monroe when mm. Wu starts to find out about everything I had talked about like I think we're going to lose a character because there's sort of an overload there's so many people in a similar fashion of like we're within the Vesson world but we're not in the Vesson world because you have Hank you have Wu and you have Juliet like sort of like in but not and I think that I, we, that's basically what's happened with Juliet, is we've effectively lost Juliet, especially from the Scooby gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, this episode we definitely saw, and I loved seeing the four guys yeah. go into that house together. <laughs> the pick up over the, the wall. Yeah, over the wall. So <laughs> cute. And having, you know, Wu and Hank there together, um, and Wu and, and Monroe, and it just, I love seeing the four of them fighting together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this Juliet thing is temporary, and I think that once she gets back into the gang, I don't think we're losing anybody. I think they're finding a way to make it all work and to fit everybody in, mm. and I really like it. Well, it certainly would play into the idea of Vesson being known to the world if then we're just, like, cops dealing with this stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm on the other side of the fence from you in that I think that Juliet is going to go onto Kenneth's team 
because he states that he wants to take advantage of her. Mm-hmm. And I think that he, like, it would be a, a great carrot to be like, I can help you. All you have to do is help me help you. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting closer and closer to predictions. So before we do that, yeah. Why don't we do some iTunes shout-outs? <laughs> iTunes shout-outs. And then predictions. Okay. All right. So GamerGirl2330 says, Never miss a show. Five Ooh. stars. I love watching this after show from AfterBuzz. I love Zach's theories and Yale's crush on Meisner. Thanks. <laughs> I can see... I can... Oh, I can see why she finds him attractive. I hope you guys uh, catch all the... <laughs> get, can get the dreamy David Lintoli. Oh, yeah. On the show. Or if Josh comes back, get that actor. <laughs> I like this person already. I think both Meisner and Josh will be back. Uh, when they eventually figure out what the keys are. That's a really good idea. Um, I hope the keys are Reaper-related. Haven't seen them since season one. Bring back the Reapers. Mm, yeah, nice. the Reapers. Yeah. Um, Those don't, guys don't they got scared Reaper. off when Nick was like, here's the head of the person you sent. Yeah. Um, Sarah527 says, great, five stars, another great uh, recap from After Buzz, well produced with the hosts uh, that are as excited about the show as I am. Yeah. Megan Lore, Five stars, best Grim podcast. We agree. Um, this is the best Grim podcast in production. I look forward to it every week. Yay! Yay. Okay, classic R and B lover. Oh boy, gives us four Ooh. stars. Oh, uh, love the podcast. This is a terrific podcast for Grim. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Love the discussion and the enthusiasm of the host. I did, however, oh boy. have to deduct one star because Yell is creeping me out with her Meisner obsession. <laughs> Which has now entered stalker territory. It was always at stalker territory. Yeah, yeah pretty much. much. Nothing, that's nothing new. I have yet to stalk anyone. Um, if she know. dials it back, this will return to being a five-star <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, classic R&B lover. I would like to point out that until reading the reviews, had not said his name all episode. Hmm. Hmm. Also, so it's only a moratorium on Yell talking about Meisner, right? So I can talk about yeah. it as much as possible. Yeah, yeah Tari can fawn over him. Oh all my he gosh! Wants. Have you guys seen Meisner recently? <laughs> his abs and his chest. All right, jeez. Oh, well, that no, beard. Let's talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I predict I will be shaking the hand of uh, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's get into predictions. Next week. Woo! Yeah. Next week looks intense. Yes. Uh, Julia's at the bar, hitting on dudes, and then hitting dudes like with like stuff not, around the bar. Is that not how you guys go to bars? <laughs> That's what you do. Hit on them, and then you punch them in the face. No? Yeah, okay. Totally. Um, but then, the, like the cr- like Juliet being like, "I like this power. I don't want it to go away." But Hank, they're like, "Ned, you think you've seen crazy things before? Just wait till you see this." And then Hank's eyes are glowing. What? I didn't see it. What do you guys so think that means? <laughs> I'm gonna be a pessimist and say that it's a dream. Mm, a dream uh, or again. A nightmare, possibly. I would go t- closer to. I don't think. Although I would love a storyline where Hank now becomes sort of vested, and basically we're like all becoming like something. Yeah, yeah. It's something interesting. Um, it sort of reminds me of the plotline of uh, I think it was season three of Heroes, mm-hmm. um, where they started like introducing the ability to like give people power. So some of our secondary characters who were regular yeah. mm-hmm. became 
became powered. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, if you do it right, it's fun because it gives them a new perspective on the world. Well, did they tease a Vessen of the Week? No, yeah. not specifically. What if it's some kind of like mesmerizing Vessen that like... T- or, a, or it could be a possession. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. there's a theory in the chat roll that Hank... Uh, it's a shapeshifter who went to look like Hank. Maybe. Which did not cross my mind, but as soon as you said it, James, I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, it fits. Or like um, a mind well, control. I have yeah. two theories. One, that it is the Vessen view of what you... What, they see when they vogue of humans. So, like, whereas Grimm, it's all darkness, but humans, it's, like, light. Uh, so it's the, how they distinguish the two. Um, it's not a very sound theory. Um, Wait, so you're saying if I were Vessen So if you were Vessen and you vogued and looked at me, you would, would see, see light as I opposed see. to the Looking darkness of a Grimm. Darkness. Interesting. Yes. Um, well, this is your hologram. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my second yes. theory goes along with my other dimensional theory in, okay. that, like, yes, in that it'll be uh, someone from that side speaking through Hank to Renard being like, you belong to us, come back home, etc. Uh-huh. I am Cthulhu. Yes. We're entirely on the same page here. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely crazy craziness is down the road. Yeah. Five episodes to go. We know we're coming back next year. Yeah. So... Who knows what they could do. It's great that they have, though, they knew they were getting picked up before they finished writing the season, so they had plenty of time to plan out what they were going to do. Write a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Of course. Damn you, NBC! Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it. Guys, be sure to let us know what you're thinking about the show, about the future. I want to know your predictions on the iTunes comments, in the YouTube comments. Let us know. Dylan Chance. Until next week, where can people keep up with uh, you? You can keep up with me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. And next weekend, I will be at Star Wars Celebration Yay! for my <laughs> Star Wars Rebels show. So if you guys love Star Wars, follow me. I will live tweet everything. And we're going to have videos. We're going to try to interview people there. Get whatever we can. So follow me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. Awesome. Um, if you want to see interviews from WonderCon from last weekend, <laughs> you can go to yell.tv. That's why AEL.tv. I talked to the cast of Orphan Black and Gotham, and Grimm wasn't there, but I Zombie, The Flash, Salem, some other people. Also, I'm on Twitter doing a giveaway with awesome stuff at yelltegel. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Nice. Uh, once again, I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. Uh, yep. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Tomorrow night, the Helix season finale Ooh. with showrunner Steven Maeda. And then on Wednesday, join me for the first two episodes of Daredevil. Damn, yes. So excited. We're going to be doing two a week, Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Be sure to tune in. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After buzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the after buzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of after buzz tv buzz you later the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of after buzz tv or its owners or principals